right, welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm your host, I'm Darlin Childress, and I'm a life and parent coach. And really, I help moms and dads learn how to stop feeling so crappy about parenting and how to feel calm and have a deep internal calm so that they can connect with their kids and, you know, set better limits, have more clarity and really just have a better relationship with their children while they teach their children to become emotionally healthy and responsible. So pretty great, right? Now, what I want to talk about today is this idea of respect and disrespect because I often hear a lot of parents talk about like their kids are being disrespectful and um, they're not, they need to show more respect and things like that. So I want to talk about, about this and one of the concepts that I teach in my program in the Kamama Club is the idea of mutual respect. So I want to kind of define that and then break it all down and really just have a conversation about respect today. So what I mean by mutual respect is that you, as the parent, are cultivating this idea of being in a community when you're raising kids. You are creating what I think of as interdependence. So we're not, you know, having a child that's super dependent on us and then becomes independent because independent is just not really responsible for anybody else. I like the uh, concept of interdependence, that as a family, we are learning how to take excellent care of each other. And so what I mean by that is when we have mutual respect, the idea is I, as the parent, I care about you. I help you. I'm willing to be uncomfortable for your benefit. I'm willing to delay gratification so that you can have your needs met. That is my care for my child. And what we're teaching them is that they are growing their willingness to do those same things for me. We want our children to become able to care about us and their siblings and their parents and grandparents, right? To help others, to be uncomfortable for the benefit of others, to delay gratification so that others might have their needs met. So this is this idea of interdependence or mutual respect. For, for me, one of my core values, one of my core family values is community. So to me, that means I'm willing to put some of my needs aside in order for the community to work better. And how this works in my family is in order for us as a family to get what we need, sometimes we have to put some of our needs aside. And that is true for siblings. Like simple example is, you know, you have a need to go on a play date with your friends and you really want to see them. And I have a need to take your brother to the urgent care right now because they, you know, have like it seems like they have a sinus infection. So I'm not able to drive you to the play date and your brother to urgent care. So you're going to have to come with me. That is community value, right? That is mutual respect. That's you are teaching one child that sometimes we have to take care of other people. And that is can be a bummer. So when I talk about mutual respect, I also want to always include that concept I've talked about in the sibling episode um, on equality versus equity, right? So if 
if things are equal in your family or equal in, in a community, then that means everyone gets the same thing. But not everybody needs the same thing. People have different needs. And so equity is where everybody gets what they need. So mutual respect is understanding that we all have different needs in a family and we all have different desires and we all have different expectations and we can come together and we can figure out how to meet everybody's needs. Now, obviously that's not always possible, but talking about it and considering how, how to do that, finding out if it could be possible, that's what mutual respect means to me. So in parenting and creating this dynamic of mutual respect, it's really the long game. And I'm going to explain later in this episode the reason why it's the long game. But essentially, it's because children are extremely immature. Their brain is very undeveloped. And they come into the world with basic survival needs that predispose them to being self-centered. They aren't really able to be other-centered. So you're on a long journey as a parent of moving someone from self-centered to other-centered, including themselves. They're part of the other. So we want to never have raise our kids in a way where they think my needs aren't important, my needs aren't valuable. No, we are all important. We're all valuable. And all of our needs are important. So what we're doing is we're modeling mutual respect and we're cultivating it. We're building it conversation by conversation in how we handle conflict as a family, how we problem solve as a family, how we talk about everybody's needs and how much those needs are validated. So that's that idea of mutual respect. But as I was thinking about defining this for all of you and for my clients, I realized that in order to define mutual respect, which I just have, I really needed to define what respect actually means and how that concept relates to parenting. Because like I said, parents come to me and they're like, my child is being disrespectful or their behavior is disrespectful or I don't like the way they're acting. And they can see something off track or it's prickling them inside and they're feeling frustrated by their behavior, and then they're labeling that as disrespectful. So first, let's start by defining respect. Now, I looked it up on the internet. (laughs) Like I was like, how does the internet define respect? And I found two different different, uh, definitions that I thought would be really helpful. So the first one, respect is defined as having due regard or having regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of another person. So when we have respect for someone, we are willing to regard their feelings and their wishes and their rights as a human and the things that they think are important that they want to uphold. We can see the value in those things. When we have regard for someone, we are considering the other person. We're willing to pay attention, to have concern, to keep those thoughts and feelings and wishes and desires in mind, that we care, that we're concerned with the other person. We're regarding their thoughts, feelings, wishes, rights, and traditions and seeing them as value, valuable. We see them as valid. So another definition of respect is having an attitude of honor and care that you show towards someone that you consider important. 
So when we respect someone, we approach the relationship with an attitude of honor. We look at what is in their mind and in their heart and their desires and their emotions and in their body and all of that. We are willing to see it as important. That's what respect is. So disrespect would be kind of the opposite of that. So instead of having regarding somebody and having high regard for them, we have ill regard for someone's feelings, desires, wishes, and rights that we don't see their feelings and their desires as valid or important. So feeling disrespect towards someone isn't just not considering their well-being. It actually goes beyond just not considering. Disrespect is a way of thinking, an attitude of not caring, of not considering that those feelings and wishes and rights of the other person are even valid or important. That we're not just having high regard or regarding them. We're like almost ill regard, like thinking that they are invalid in many ways. Disrespect goes beyond just thinking somebody like, you know, isn't valuable. We're almost like they are not valuable. <laughs> it's not neutral at all. So what I see in parenting is that parents will often think that their child is disrespecting them because the child is not being considerate of the parent's feelings, the parent's wishes, the parent's rights, and the parent's traditions. And they'll think, oh, my child is disrespecting me. So I want to offer another perspective, sort of an in-between to help you not take your child's behavior so personally. Because that's one of the, the, the hardest parts about being a parent is taking things personally and making them mean, making the child's behavior mean a lot about you or, you know, your parenting or them and their character or your relationship, the quality of your connection. And when you're looking at your child's behavior and you're like, oh my God, that's disrespectful. What you're really thinking is they have no regard for me. They actually don't think that my, what I want is important. They don't value me. Well, <laughs> that's going to be a really hard place for you to parent from. So that's why I want to give you an in-between, a, a spot to think about between respect and disrespect. Instead of thinking that your child is either having high regard or ill regard, I want you to think about your child's behavior as non-respect or non-regard. Instead of thinking your child's behavior is, you know, discounting your rights or your feelings, instead of thinking that they they're don't think your rights or feelings are valid, instead of thinking that your child holds you in ill regard, I want you to think about it as just almost neutral. Like you're not in their frame of reference. They are trying to uphold their own thoughts and feelings. They're in their own mind. So they're not showing you ill regard. It's non-regard, non-respect. So when your child is in their own needs and their own feelings and their own wishes, they're not really able to hold your thoughts and feelings and wishes and rights and desires in their mind. It's not an active attempt to disregard what you want or what you think or what you need. It's just non-regard. You're not part of the thought process in that moment. So right now you might be thinking, wait, is that normal? Is that bad? Like, is my child a selfish brat or like a future sociopath if they can't hold somebody else in regard? Like they can't think about somebody else? Isn't that bad? 
So I want to let you know that it's actually just developmental. A truth about children is that they're not really able to put themselves in other people's shoes. They're not really able to imagine what it's like for somebody else because that requires a kind of metacognition, which is like the ability to move outside of your own thinking and into somebody else's experience. And children's brains can't really do that. It's a huge leap. It's a huge leap for you, parents, right? To step out of your own experience and into someone else's and imagine what they might be going through. That means you have to be pretty well regulated yourself in order to do that. Pretty well calm and feeling like everything is safe and that you're okay in order to step out of your own protective and, you know, um, self-centered experience into someone else's. It's hard to do for grownups. It is very hard for kids to do. Thinking about other people's thoughts and feelings is something a child can't really do developmentally, neurologically until around six because it requires access to the prefrontal cortex and that isn't really where children live under six. They live in their limbic center. They live in their emotions. So they respond based on how things feel for them. They respond from stress response, from fight, flight. They don't respond from perspective of other people. And as the brain develops and grows, it does become easier for a human brain to take perspective of somebody else's position. That is the purpose of developing a human brain. So when your child is behaving in a way that you find disrespectful, it really is just non-respect. It's a developmental stage. Now, of course, you're going to want to have your kids learn this concept of mutual respect, right? We want them to grow and be able to have high regard for us, to have respect for us, to consider our feelings and wishes and, and rights. We want them to be able to think about our time and our resources like money and our energy. We want them to consider the impact that their behavior or their request or their desire might be having on us. That's what respect is. So we want to give our kids this ability to grow and their ability to respect others, of course, right? So how do we do that? This podcast, I really want it to be practical. I want it to be helpful. I don't want to just be a bunch of concepts. So I'm going to give you two ways to help your children develop respect for others, to create a mutual respect in your home. So earlier I said parenting is a long game, right? And that we lay this foundation of respect and mutual respect brick by brick, conversation by conversation. So I'm going to give you two ways to develop mutual respect in a family. So the first is self-respect. So that's kind of cool. We're going to talk about you respecting yourself. And then second is you showing respect. So if you want to create a family where your child respects you and you have mutual respect, you're going to need to practice self-respect and you're going to need to practice showing your child respect. So let's get into self-respect. If you are not regarding yourself, if you don't think of yourself with high regard, if you're not considering your feelings, wishes, rights, and traditions, and you're constantly pushing away what you want and ignoring your own emotional well-being, in order to make other people happy and make your kid happy, you're not modeling 
what it means to respect yourself. You're not modeling self-respect. You're not teaching your child what it means to be in a relationship with you. How can they regard your thoughts and feelings and wishes and resources if you aren't? How can they consider you if you don't consider yourself? That's why creating limits and boundaries is really important and teaching your kids what you're willing to do and the conditions you're willing to do it under is vital. Even in simple examples like, I'm willing to lay here with you on the bed and read books to you as long as you aren't yelling at me. As long as you, I used to say, like, I remember one time, um, one of my boys was like, I don't know, maybe seven. And I was reading to him and he just kept poking me in the face and like, just like, while I'm reading books. And I said, listen, I will be happy to keep reading to you as long as you don't poke me in the face. And then he poked me in the face. So I stood up and I said, looks like I'm not going to read books. I am happy to try again and lay with you. No more books. I'm happy to lay with you because I really wanted the bedtime routine to go smoothly. Happy to lay with you as long as you don't poke me. So I lay down, try again, poke. Mm, Looks like I'm not going to be able to lay down here because my body stays safe. So I'm going to sit down on the floor and I'll stay here for two minutes while you kind of settle your body and go to sleep. That's me showing self-respect. Yeah, it is okay for you to take care of yourself. It's actually beneficial for your children when you are able to have self-respect because it gives them permission to respect themselves and it also shows them how to respect you. This is especially great if you are raising um, anyone who identifies as female because the way we're socialized as females is to, um, you know, we're, the more you are sacrificial, the more value you have in society. But really that leads to resentment from us. And it also teaches people how to not respect our feelings and wishes and desires and traditions and rights and all of that. So the more you model respect, self-respect for you, the, um, the more your children will be able to believe that is true for them, that they, that's possible for them to respect themselves. And um, also they will be better. It, it, they'll understand how to respect you, right? So the second way you build mutual respect in your family is by respecting your children. So when a parent comes to me and they're like, oh my gosh, my child was so disrespectful yesterday. They ignored a direct question. Or my child would not make eye contact. That is so disrespectful. Or even sometimes I hear like, they would not hug their grandmother. That's so disrespectful. And when these situations come up, I get really curious. And I start asking some questions like, what was going on for the child? What circumstance happened right before this event? What might have led to their you know, protective behavior? And usually what I find out is that the parent was not holding the child's feelings in high regard. So they were like lecturing straight through a big feeling cycle and trying to shut their kid down. Or their child expressed a desire and the parent criticized them as selfish. So when you aren't being considerate of your child's wishes, when you shut down their feelings, when you shame them for wanting things, that is not showing high regard. That's not showing respect. Now, does that mean we give in to our 
children's wishes all the time? No. It doesn't mean just because they're the only one in the car that is cold or hot that everyone else should be uncomfortable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we want to consider, not necessarily cater to a child's feelings or needs or desires, but consider them, validate them. We want to take a look at what their needs are, validate those needs, recognize those emotions and validate those emotions. That's what connection is. What you're really doing when you practice connected parenting is modeling mutual respect. If you want your child to have respect for you and for others, you need to show them respect, which I know is countercultural. Like the traditional parenting model says that kids should respect their elders because like we're older than them or something. Like they have to show it first. And I am flipping that paradigm. And I realize that it is um, hard to accept possibly. But I also know that if you want to create an emotionally well and healthy person, they need to be able to connect to their own feelings and understand what the heck is going on inside of them. And the more they understand what's going on inside of them, the more they'll be able to love and support other people who are struggling or going through things. They'll be better to, they'll just be better people to have, be in a relationship with. And so it's, if you want your child to have respect for you and for others, right? Like I said, you need to show them respect. It's a lot easier for someone to give respect when they feel respected. It's a lot easier for someone to see the thoughts and feelings of someone else when they feel like their thoughts and feelings are seen. It's just an easier thing to reciprocate. When you experience being respected, you know how good it feels, and then you're more willing to do that for other people. And it's like it's like a ah, give and take, but I got to tell you in the beginning, when your kid is little, it's a lot of give and no take. And I'm sorry. I wish I wish children were born adults, but then we wouldn't like get all the cute stuff. Right? They would just show up well, without developmental uh, experiences, they might just show up as t- total assholes. <laughs> so we actually want them to start self-centered and start where needy and start vulnerable and then grow in a relationship with us where we kind of cultivate what it means to be a human and to be loving and kind and take care of each other and take care of themselves. Right? That's how you cultivate mutual respect in a family. So this week... What when the thought, oh my goodness, my kid is so disrespectful, or that was so disrespectful, or they're so disrespectful. That's how it feels for me. I'm like, like that's so rude. Like what? Right? So when that floats into your mind or you know, shoots like a cannon into your brain, I want you to pause and I want you to think, hmm. This is gonna be an unusual question for you. So listen, I want you to pause and think. Where can I show more respect for myself right now? If you're feeling disrespected by your child, it may be because you are not considering and honoring your own thoughts and feelings and needs. So pausing and saying, how can I show myself more respect? Will, maybe you need to go take care of yourself. Maybe you need to set a boundary. I will be happy to listen to you as long as you speak kindly to me. I'm going to take a break and I'll come back in a few minutes. Or, whoo, this conversation is going off track and I am going to pause. 
that is sh showing respect for yourself. You can also ask, where can I show more respect for my child? Ask yourself, have I shown respect to my kids? And if not, what would it look like if I did? In this scenario where my child was just sort of quote unquote disrespectful, which I want to offer as non-respectful, if, if my child is behaving this way, what, where could I have shown more respect? Where could I have validated more? Where could I have come back and, um, you know, connected back with them and validated and narrated and, and seen them more deeply? So that's what I want you to be thinking about. Now, this topic of self-respect, it's a really important one. Not knowing how to set boundaries and how to show ourselves respect, how to hold ourselves in high regard, it's a pervasive issue for women. And it really leads to people pleasing and not being able to say no. So cultivating self-respect is a way out of people pleasing and of burnout. And so in November, at the end of November, I'm doing a, a new class. It's not even going to be a class. It's just going to be a conversation, like a coffee chat almost, where we talk about how to opt out of shit and how to stop people pleasing. And I want to do it in November because we're about to head into that holiday season. And I want all of you to be able to set some clear boundaries, to have more respect, to know how to opt out. It's going to be a casual conversation where I guide you through this process of opting out. Teaching you how to set boundaries, how to say no to things, and how to deal with the repercussions of that when other people get upset with you because you've said no, because you've set a boundary, how to stay strong in that discomfort. So if you want more details, make sure you're on my email list. So you can go to calmamacoaching.com and click mama love letters and you'll get all the details for that opt out and stop please, people pleasing coffee chat. And um, it's going to be like November 29th and November 30th. I'm doing two because I want to get as many people live as I can because I know some people work and some people don't and da, da, da. So anyway, I'm going to do one at night and one in the morning. And it's just going to be like, you know, straight talk of how to do this, how to opt out and stop people pleasing. And um, the timing is in, you know, for the holiday season. But really, these are life skills that will help you grow so much as a person. So be sure you're on my email list. Seriously, if you're not, join so that you can get all the details. All right. I can't wait to see how much respect you show, how much respect, uh, self-respect you show to yourself and how much mutual respect you build in your family moving forward. Um, have a great week and I'll see you next time. <laughs>